Welcome to Sewickley Academy's Alumni Conversations, hosted by Kate Long. Each episode, Kate chats with alumni to learn more about how they're doing after graduating from Sewickley Academy. Enjoy the show. our next series of our Alumni Conversations podcast. Today, I am thrilled to welcome our next guest, Suzanne Masri, a class of 1981. Suzanne, welcome. Oh, thank you, Kay. It's so great to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to talk with you today. Um, so if you could just give us a little background about yourself, um, what you're currently doing now, and, and, and give us an update. Sure. Well, let's see. Um, it's almost seven years since I moved back to Pittsburgh uh, to take a job with Fred Rogers Productions. I'm currently the Vice President of Marketing, Communications, and Engagement. Um, our company, as the name would imply, was the, uh, the production house that Fred Rogers founded that uh, produced Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood for you know quite a while, I think a little over 30 years. And um, and it's been 50 years since the show actually premiered, but we are currently producers of about five, yes, five, I've counted them, new shows that are on PBS Kids. Uh, so it's an exciting time there. I love what I do. Uh, I'm responsible for uh, corporate communications, for communications uh, to support all of the series, uh, the engagement off air with PBS stations around the country, uh, other things like branding and social media. So it's um, it's really a dream come true to return to, to Pittsburgh and to work for this incredible organization. We're very small, but we have a lot of amazing projects that have been uh, go, have been on the air. Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood will be on the air for about 10 years uh, this fall. And then we just launched two new series uh, middle of last year um, and the end with uh, Don Quixote. It's a live action puppet series for preschoolers. And then our newest series is called Alma's Way. And it is an animated series about a little girl from the Bronx. And we're working with Sonia Manzano, who you, many, many people I hope will remember as Maria from Sesame Street. Uh, that's an animated series for kids four to six. But um, I, I've, I've worked in public broadcasting for I, close to 30 years now, I, I moved to DC, Washington, DC, uh, right after college, graduated in 85 and um, took, took a little while to get to public broadcasting. But when I started at the PBS station there in DC, I worked in many uh, fields like development. I wrote proposals for government um, and uh, foundations to get grant support. Then I moved into individual giving. And then I finally moved into what I loved so much and has brought me a kind of full circle to here, which is national program marketing and station relations. So um, it just feels like, I, I mean, I, I've been almost seven years and I can't believe it. It's been so exciting. So um, that's that's what I've been up to in a, in, a, in a very, I hope this has been a nutshell because I could talk longer about it, but I think I, I summed it up pretty well. No, that's great. I mean, it sounds like such an inter interesting job, um, especially public broadcasting, which I'm sure is very different from other types of broadcasting. Um, so how were you particularly looking for public broadcasting or is that just something you kind of fell into? Well, I always, I've always watched public broadcasting. Uh, public television. I watched WQED growing up. Um, I don't, I'll date myself here, but I watched the original Zoom series. Uh, you know, it was a live action series. I, 
I can't profess to speak ABW language very fluently, but you know that was that was a thing. I watched Electric Company, and um, you know I watched Sesame Street mostly when my brother was born. He's about ten years younger than I am, and uh, so I kind of caught up watching Sesame Street when he was little. But you know, public broadcasting. I, I was a bit, I'm always a big fan of Masterpiece. Um, believe it or not, I first watched Monty Python on WQED. Uh, you, you could watch. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you could watch shows like Money. Now, I, I actually did it after hours and my away from my parents' watchful <laughs> eye. But <laughs> but um, so it was always on my radar. But I don't know that I ever set out to work in public media. Um, I was between jobs at one point and I was taking my time figuring out what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, through connections, because that's how life works. A friend of mine who I went to college with had been working with a, another person um, who recently uh, started working at WETA, that's the station. And she said, they're looking for somebody in development and you'd be perfect for this job. And so that's, I applied and I got the job and the rest is, the rest is history. That's great that you, you ended up in a place that you like truly enjoy too. And it brought you back to Pittsburgh, which even better. Oh yeah. I, I don't think I could have scripted how my career arc has gone any any better than this, to be honest. Um, you know, I honestly don't consider what I do work. It's just so rewarding, uh, especially when you go to an event and you see the, the families and the little kids who light up when they see Daniel Tiger uh, at an event or, um, you know, that you we just get the most wonderful uh, stories shared through email about how their child has learned to do something because of what they've seen on one of our shows. Um, and especially with now with Alma's way, uh, you know, she's, she's actually a Puerto Rican girl. Um, so we get a lot of feedback now that seeing themselves on television or seeing themselves on their, their iPads, it's just so important to see yourself because I mean, honestly, when I was a child, um, you know, I, I'm part Lebanese and so many characters in the, you know, shows in the seventies, I mean, they were blonde and blue eyed. And I was like, where are all the brown, where are all the brunettes? <laughs> so um, I, I understand it's really important. So I'm happy to play a small part in, in, in um, realizing representation for, for little ones and for their parents too. Yeah. I, I mean, as a, you know, as a parent of a, a young daughter and someone working at the school, I mean, that I know many of us are incredibly grateful for that. And it's something that, you know, we're really working we really work to do here as well. Um, and as, as somebody who has attended a Daniel Tiger event, um, I can tell you it was like the most magical thing. We were um, big, big Daniel Tiger fans in our house. My daughter who's now eight was Daniel Tiger for Halloween, multiple Halloweens in a row. Oh, so gosh, I yeah, love so that. Was, um, big fans in our house as well. Oh, that's great. Well, how old is she? She's seven, she, eight? She's eight and in second grade here. At oh, okay. So she could watch Odd Squad. That's another one of our shows. She yep. might be a little. Did she watch Odd Squad? Yeah, Odd Squad, yeah. <laughs> Odd Squad is really like that show. I have so many kids. They 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 write to us. They want to be on Odd Squad. It's that they want to do that because they see kids solving problems, right? And working together, and they're like, I can do that. And so it's just so great when you get those letters and. Oh gosh, I wish I wish we could audition them, but we film in Canada, so oh. <laughs> a little more difficult. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so just to back up a little bit, could you talk about your experiences here at Swickley Academy, um, sort of how you came, when you came, what your experiences was like here, and, and some, maybe some of your favorite, favorite memories? Sure. So uh, I started in seventh grade. Um, so I was at that time, that was the youngest class in the, in the middle school. Um, those were the days of Mr. Hagee, uh, Mr. Frame, um, Mrs. Inglefield, uh, you know, Mr. Sector. Of course, we called him Sir Sector. Uh, so I, I loved going to, to the academy. Um, you know, I'd been in public school for the previous three years. I kind of went from, I had three years of Catholic school, three years of public school, and then the academy from seventh through 12. Um, and, you know, of course it was a little intimidating at first, you know, you, you're completely brand new. And a lot of the kids, you know, they knew each other from, you know, nurseries or first or, you know, from, from lower school. But um, I have to say that our class, the class of 81, I just, we were such a welcoming and you know, just, just a really well-rounded class and that every people were participating in sports and they were participating in theater and writing for the paper and doing all kinds of really great activities. And that's how I met, I started making friends, right? I, I started, I played field hockey, never played field hockey in my life, but I was a softball player. So I, I knew I could, I knew I was somewhat athletic. So I, I started with field hockey and that's how you make your really close group of friends. And, um, you know, moving from there, it's, it's, wow, there's so many great experiences, um, you know, middle school, so many great classes, um, you know, I loved taking English with Mr. Hagee, and, and Mr. Sector was my history teacher, I think he was mostly my history teacher for, for seventh grade, but, um, or no, maybe ninth grade too, but in uh, learning French for the first time, and Mrs. Metzinger was my teacher then, and I'm, it's really, really sad that she's gone now, but um, she made, she made a big impact on, on me and many others as well. So, um, and then going to senior school, I think by that point, you kind of establish your, in some ways you've established your path, you know, you've, 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 you're narrowing your, your interests, you're narrowing your focus. So once you get, to, once you have the ability to choose your classes more, I think that was really, um, a defining moment for, for me personally. And um, so many great offerings that the Academy has. I think I feel extremely lucky that we had so much opportunity. Um, and then just, and those small classes, those were just, you know, so important to have much more attention from the, from the teachers. Um, so I'm obviously a lot of what I learned there has carried me through the rest of my life. So. Right. And then after, after SA, um, you, did you mention where you went to college? I went to Smith college. Okay. I went to Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I went to Smith mostly partly because, um, um, one of my classmates, Malcolm Nimick, his aunt lived on my street in, in moon. I lived in moon, not in Swickley. And she thought I should check out Smith. And of course, at that time, I was like, I don't want to go to a woman's college. And uh, then my friend, Jennifer Friedman, who her, her whole, f her mother's, you know, all the, all the women in her mother's family or had gone to Wellesley, but she was checking out Smith. So I went to one of those recruitment sessions and the rest is just kind of, I just, I, I really enjoyed the woman who was recruiting us. And she's, she went to um, Winchester Thurston. Okay. Um, so she was a local person, not somebody they sent from, from elsewhere. 
Um, so yeah, I went to, so I went to Smith college and it, it was not planned at all. It was definitely not in the cards. Right. Well, it seemed to set you up, um, for, you know, for to have a successful career and you're doing what you love. So. Yeah, I did. I mean, I think that's the, that's the key is that going, I went to, it's a liberal arts college. Um, my parents were also very, um, open-minded and didn't, didn't say that, oh, you have to take these courses because it will prepare you for a career. They were totally fine with my majoring in history and art history. They're like, okay. And then there were some conversations at first, of course, but you know, they were, they didn't discourage me. So I think that's a lot of the key too, is that I, I never felt, especially being at the Academy, that you were ever discouraged from following what you truly loved and what you were very interested in. And you got a lot of support. And I think that's so, that's so important when you're, when you're going through those years to have you know, unqualified support. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say, you know, that's something that I, we really, we do very well still. I mean, it's such a, such a cornerstone of, of our, of the students experience here is the personal relationships. I think above all else, any faculty member, any parent, student, family will tell you that that's, you know, the most impactful thing. And that's, you know, I, it's still so important to the work that we do here. So it, it's just, I always enjoy hearing no matter what, you know, no matter what alumni I talk to, it seems to be the common thread. You know, it could be a, a, a newer alum or someone who graduated decades ago. Um, it, it's always there, so it's it's always nice to hear. Yeah, no, I, I think that it that what you learn there, it's not just academics, but it's it's work ethic. It's um, you know, it's it's the encouragement to question, to ask questions. You know, without without being, um, I don't want to say confrontational because that implies that you can't have an argument or a disagreement, but I just think the encouragement of staying curious, of asking questions, of uh, diving deep into what you're learning. And you just, it's not just, you know, learning dates or learning people's names and then you forget it. Um, I, I, you know, there was a lot of role-playing um, in, in some of the classes, you know, you, you were encouraged to pretend that you were some historical figure. And that feels like they, they always encouraged you to put yourself in other people's shoes and other people's paths to, to learn from that. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Great. And you mentioned that you, um, had played softball in, in field hockey. What other um, things were you involved with outside of the classroom? Oh boy. So I have to preface this by saying that for the entire six years that I went to the Academy, the Swickley Bridge was closed. Oh my so we had to, yeah. So we had to go all the way to Ambridge, go wow. across the bridge there. So my poor mother, I, so that is to say I did almost everything. So I feel the miles that my mother put on that car. Um, I'm grateful to her for, for, for not uh, saying that I couldn't do things, but um, I did, I wrote for the, the there was, is this still called the Sweetwater Chronicle? There was the little um, middle school paper we had. Uh, the middle school paper, honestly, I'm not, I'm, I'm not remembering, the, not remembering the name of the middle school paper. I'm not sure if that's what they're calling. Or maybe that was the senior school paper. Now I'm forgetting. Isn't that awful? I usually have a good, great memory about these things, but I wrote for middle school and senior school papers. Okay. Um, I played, I played um, volleyball and basketball and lacrosse and softball wow. and field hockey. So I played a lot of different sports, not all at the same time, obviously. And I had to give up basketball because I didn't, I'm five, four, and it was just not my thing. 
but um, you know, I, I wrote for, um, oh, I, I tutored, we had the pen dragon. Do they still have that? There was a, we, I think it happened my, I think it was started my junior or senior year. It was called Pendragon. And they recruited a bunch of us to help with uh, tutoring and writing. So I did that with some people. We still have a tutoring program. Um, we have cross-age tutoring. So the senior school students will help tutor um, the younger students. Okay. So I'm, not, I'm not sure if that was similar to what you did. Yeah. And um, and I was in a lot of Mario Melodia's shows. You know, I was in... Um, Brigadoon. Actually, this is kind of funny. I, I never had a, a like a real main primary role, but opening night of Brigadoon, the person who was supposed to sing the opening prologue had gone to the prom the night before and ended up with laryngitis and she oh, couldn't no. sing. So they told me that I had to sing the prologue. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I've this opening night and I've and I knew the song, but it was like, oh my God. And that's the first person you hear. So I was just like, oh my God, what an experience. But it was, it was kind of crazy. But you know, I did a lot of um, and when I wasn't on the stage, I helped out with sets and costumes. So there were so many things that you could work on. I I I I did a little bit of everything. And I I don't know how you how you even do that anymore. I mean, I know kids are still doing a lot of everything, but man, it's it's crazy to think about the time constraints and with, with these uh, rigors of the academics, I'm not quite sure how we all pulled it off. Yeah. I mean, I think again, it, it definitely, it, it is more challenging I think now than ever for, for students. And just speaking as someone who was a college counselor prior to the alumni role. Yeah. I mean, I think more than ever students are, are being pressured to specialize in certain athletics or um, academic areas, you know, from sort of the outside world, but, we still really, really foster the idea of having students, giving them the ability and time to do many different things. You know, this is not the place where you're just an athlete or you are just um, in theater arts, right? We still have many, many students who, who do all of these things. And again, it's just one of those things that people say makes our school different and special. Um, and I, I've seen it with my own eyes. It's, it, it really is pretty amazing to see how much our students are doing. Um, yes, the, it it's and on top of academics and, 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 right, so. Exactly, right, because there's, there's things that you have to do at home too, you know, or, yeah. or, well, now we didn't do as much volunteer work. That's one thing that I would say, I don't know that there were as many opportunities to volunteer. I'm guessing that's changed a lot since, since I graduated, but, um, you know, but you add that on top of everything else and you, you really have, almost no time to to sleep or think right. so yeah well that sort of gives me uh, brings me to my next question is you know what advice would you give to current Swickley Academy students wow well I mean part of part of what I've said earlier about staying curious and asking questions and exploration I think is really important um I and I also think that you know, take, taking a leap and doing things that are outside your, your comfort level or outside your, your sphere, because I think you, you are rewarded when you do that. And you may not always achieve the results that you're looking for, but the results that you get, I, I truly believe form the next decisions that you might make. Um, because you never know, unless you go down a path, whether 
that's something that you should have done. And I think about that a lot in terms of just the decisions that you make. You know, if if you'd said yes to this instead of that, what would have happened? So I I think living and acting without regret is really important. Um, So I guess in a nutshell, and just, you know, work hard. Um, I know it's tough to, to stay on task, but the Academy is giving you so many opportunities that we're very fortunate and very lucky to have and very privileged to have. So um, it just makes sense to try to get the most out of your time while you're there. That's great advice. <laughs> um, and just, you know, one, one last question for you. We're always looking for ways to grow and improve as a school and a community. And um, so my question to you is, you know, what, what ways, what areas would you like to see us grow and develop? Oh boy. Well, I'm going to confess that I don't, I really don't know exactly what is, you know, what the details are of how how things, you know, how, how academic life is structured these days. And so maybe that's something that I I need to do more of since since I'm even local now and I can, I can maybe, maybe uh, get tours and find out what's going on. But um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just think I, I like the idea. I think it's important to continue to diversify and um, welcome representation and inclusion, um, not only for the student body makeup, but for the academic side of things um, and for providing experiences that I think might be unexpected for kids and I can't tell you what exactly that is but I just I I think that sometimes you need yeah I just think you sometimes need need to keep um keep challenging them right um it's it's uh it's a journey and they're going to make mistakes meaning the, the kids but um as long as they're learning from them I think it's just important to give them those those unexpected opportunities well, Suzanne, thank you so much for um, joining us today. You know, we love hearing what our alumni are up to and in, in the path you took. And um, yeah, thank you so much for for your time. No, thank you again, Kate, for inviting me. It was a, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that episode. Please navigate to swickley.org/alumni to hear more alumni conversations as they are released. Mm-hmm.